The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. There's no crying in baseball! No crying! And this game's underway. Into the wind of it is first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, my so God. Deep to right field. Way up there. High, oh, high. And look who's coming up. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Here's the payoff pitch. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome into Payoff Pitch, Action Network's MLB betting podcast. We are presented by BetMGM. Our usual Monday crew back together, Brendan Glasheen, Sean Zarillo, and BJ Cunningham running through the 11-game slate in baseball today. Uh, we are here Mondays, Tuesdays, and Fridays during the season. If you didn't know so already, we're trying to finish strong here down the stretch with about 12, 13 games to go for most teams. And we will have payoff pitch during the postseason, uh, if you are wondering. So more to come on that as that date nears. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. If you do watch on our Action Network YouTube channel, uh, please subscribe uh, and also like the video as well. I want to shout out our video team. Okay, uh, let's dive right in. Uh, Zarilla, what do you got for a best bet today? Yeah, going with the Los Angeles Dodgers, they sat their starters yesterday, essentially, after uh, clinching the clinching playoff spot, clinching the NL West on Saturday. I'm not sure which one they clinched, but they did sit their starters yesterday. First overall seed in the National League is still not locked up yet. They are five games behind the Braves, or four and a half games behind the Braves. So it is still within play, and they still do have something to play for with about 14 games to go. But probably here in about five days or so you know, six days or so, once that magic number winds down for the Braves, you may see both teams ultimately sit players once both have, you know, completed their positioning and ultimately settle into the one and two seeds in the National League. But the Dodgers still do have something to play for right now, so would expect their starters to be back in the lineup tonight, fully healthy lineup, going against the Detroit Tigers. Uh, Lance Lynn obviously been much better since coming over from the White Sox, allowing fewer home runs. I mean, it was impossible to allow as many home runs as he was previously because it was about three a game, but <laughs> Definitely got the home run issue under control. Dodgers slightly modified his pitch mix, and the underlying pitch modeling metrics have been tremendous. Uh, you know, gotten him back around a mid three, low threes type ERA projection based on what is coming out of his hands. So Lance Lynn, much better than he was earlier in the year. Eduardo Rodriguez trending in the other direction, moving towards about a five. 
in his underlying pitch modeling metrics. So not sure if Rodriguez is wearing down as the season is going on, maybe just not caring as much as Detroit is falling out of it. Maybe he's going to opt back in uh, to his deal with the Detroit Tigers and isn't pitching for a free agent contract necessarily <laughs> anymore. So curious to see what Rodriguez does this offseason, but by and large, just see value on the Dodgers here. Uh, minus 175 for the full game, minus 165 for the first five innings. Bet those up. I think minus 175, fine on the full game line, but the first five line would take closer to minus 185. And then also want to mention the over eight projected this total closer to eight and a half. Uh, Detroit's offense has been a lot of fun to watch over the past month or so. Uh, and I think they have some nice pieces going forward. So over and the Dodgers money line, my plays for Dodgers Tigers tonight. That's right. I forgot Eduardo Rodriguez could have been a Dodger. And he said, I don't want to do that. Um, (laughs) He'd rather stay in Detroit, which when have you ever heard that before? I don't want to go to LA. Their pitching depth has really fallen apart since the, you know, the trade deadline and Kershaw looked okay yesterday, but his numbers are really falling off. So yeah, they, they could really use him. And uh, I think it would, (laughs) completely view or change how we view uh, the NL teams uh, if they had them in their rotation because, you know, I, I don't think the Dodgers pitching is nearly as scary as it was a month ago. Dodgers uh, World Series odds at plus 550 at BetMGM and to win the pennant plus 240. So not okay. interested. Yeah, no, I, I hear I, I'm with you. I just think it's uh, Phillies. I think Phillies Braves. Hmm. Zerillo coming, it's that time of year again where the, the Phillies juice starts to come back. And we'll work that in at some point because uh, Zach Wheeler's pitching and we need losses, Phillies. Uh, BJ, what do you got today for a best bet? Well, Brandon, it's one of the very few times, you know, I think we might only have two more times to fade the 40-year-old Adam Wainwright. So mm. I like the Brewers team total over four and a half at minus 113. Projected a little bit of value on the over and a little bit of value on the Brewers, but I just didn't really want to lay that big of a price on the Brewers. And with frankly, with Freddie Peralta on the mound, I didn't want to lay it with the over either. So I'm just going to target the Brewers team total here. Adam Wainwright, oh boy, it has been bad for a long time now. 20 starts, 7.95 ERA, 7.75 expected ERA, and a 5.95 XFIP. I mean, he's averaging 87 miles per hour on his sinker. I mean, he's literally dead last among qualified starting pitchers and expected weighted on base average, expected batting average allowed, K per nine rate and whiff rate. Now, to be fair to Adam Wainwright, his stuff plus is actually 104 because, and it's because his curveball has good movement. That's the only reason why. Uh, But without any velocity on his sinker, his cutter, he's just getting crushed, especially of late. Since the beginning of August, XFIP way over six giving up 52 hits in a little over 31 31 innings pitch. The Brewers have been hitting the ball better lately, last 30 days, top 10 in Major League Baseball and weighted on base average, do have a plus 4.6 run value against curveballs because they're going to see a lot of them tonight. So uh, projected the Brewers for 5.8 runs. So over four and a half runs for them. And minus 113 for me is is a decent enough price. I think we've discussed Adam Wainwright previously is one of the guys who exemplifies the limitations of pitch modeling metrics and stuff plus, yeah. you know, yes, you can quantify a number or try to quantify a number on what an arsenal should be. But when a guy realistically only has one pitch and nothing else is harder than 87, and they could just key on that one pitch. Is yeah. he really a five ERA type pitcher or is he the seven expected ERA type pitcher that he's actually performed to? I, I think I would lean more towards the expected results, the stack cast actual metrics you know, for Wainwright, as opposed to the stuff plus numbers. I think there are guys who are going to be outliers, either overperforming or underperforming relative to those numbers. And I think Wainwright 
is a good example of a guy who just looks completely washed. And I think it's pretty evident that he's throwing batting practice. And, you know, unless he can get the curveball by hitters or unless he can fool them with that curveball or generate called strikes out of the zone, it's not going to go well for him. So, yeah, uh, I think Adam Wainwright just, you know, a, a good example of a guy who the model wants me to bet all the time because of that stuff plus number, because the underlying pitch modeling metrics say his ERA should be closer to five. But mm-hmm. with BJ, I, I view him closer to that seven ERA type level, and, you know, what the sack pass numbers say. This might be the, it's the second to last time we see him too as well. Yeah. So. The 42-year-old is going to retire. And maybe my favorite moment of Adam Wainwright this year was when he pitched in London and he allowed 11 hits and seven runs. Uh, that, that We did that podcast on a Friday, setting up for the weekend. So uh, I believe that was him against Justin Steele. I don't know if Steele or Stroman started that game. Steele. I have a box score up. Steele, six innings, five hits, one run, struck out. Uh, that might be the biggest pitching mismatch of the season in hindsight. <laughs> they stuck that game in London. That's horrible. Okay, let's go to our Fade the Public segment. Uh, we're targeting a day game. So you want to make sure you're listening carefully and uh, get this in as soon as you can if you choose to bet this baseball game. Coming up at, uh, just after 2 o'clock Eastern, we've got the Guardians and the Royals. 76% of the bets, 83% of the cash in on Cleveland. Uh, Zerillo, any interest? I know we've talked a lot about the Royals and their offensive uh, – well, they had a surge really after the break, and they were more the, one of the more fun young teams in baseball. Are we back in the Royals today? The public likes you. That's the only reason that this might fly. How are we going to handle the public? We are, and, you know, they still have some fun guys who they even got for cheap. Guys like Nelson Velasquez from the Cubs can really hit. Uh, that guy's been OPSing in the high 800s, low 900s for a while. Has a lot of power. So I think the Royals have just done a really good job finding talent. Brady Singer, also, you look at the season-long stats, 5.5 ERA, the expected ERA around five as well. But the second half, uh, you know, the past couple of months, I've been handicapping Brady Singer much closer to where he was last year. And the stuff plus metrics have come much more in line with where they were last year. Just looking at his ERA, uh, you know, 3.5 in June, 4.35 in July, 3.95 in August. So he's gotten much back closer to that four ERA type level. Over the past three months, he got firebombed in April and May. He was awful in the World Baseball Classic. Seemed like he just didn't have his stuff there either. So not sure what was going on with Brady Singer earlier in the year, but he has gotten everything back under control and refined his command in the past couple of months. So like the Royals today, projected them as a slight favorite, I believe, in both halves. Minus 115 for the first five innings. Minus 105 for the full game. So I like them in both halves. In addition to the under, uh, despite going against Cal Quantrill here, uh, you know, Guardians, good bullpen, good defensive team, made this total closer to nine and knocked down the run scoring environment in Kaufman uh, by about 4% compared to a typical day. So on a typical day, I'd make this total 9.4, but today I made it closer to nine. So under nine and a half, you get plus money. We bet that Mm -hmm. to about minus 110 and then the Royals in either half as well. Uh, Three bets for me on this game. You can still get the Royals as a short dog on the full game. BJ, are you with Zerillo on this for... uh... Fading the public. Absolutely. I projected the Royals at around minus 117. So if you, you know, I think which is a decent enough price for me on uh, Kansas City. I mean, Cal Quantrill is just a a wonderful fade candidate. And he's been like that way for a long time. 5.75 expected ERA. Obviously, he doesn't generate a lot of swings and misses. It's just basically trying to get a lot of soft contact, which... 
you know, he's done in the past and he's outperformed his expected ERA, but this season, especially in 16 starts, I mean, his expected ERA is now around where his actual ERA is. So he's not overperforming. So now the Royals do have an advantage in the starting pitching matchup. But then you look at these teams over the last 30 days, both of them are basically even with weighted on base average and weighted runs created plus. So uh, getting the Royals at home, you know, with, with a better pitcher is definitely a good enough price to take them as a short dog. Should mention too, like this is a rare time of year, late September, where the Guardians are checked out. They're yep. seventy-two and seventy-eight. Yep. They're out of a playoff spot. I don't think they've been officially eliminated, but ostensibly they are. Uh, so you know, Guardians don't have anything to play for here. Like, there's not a lot of motivation. It's just a crappy baseball game, and we're taking. Uh, <laughs> home talk. But it's but Sean, it is at two ten in the afternoon. Uh, yes, two ten so afternoon. That's start, the biggest know? thing here. If this thing was buried. At seven at seven o'clock in the night slate, nobody would care. But you know what? It's two ten on a Monday, and people need some action. Arguably bigger than the Monday night football games today. That is so. true. That is true. Which you're competing with one another, so you know. Yeah, I mean, clearly there will be more tickets on Royals and Guardians as an island game. Absolutely. How many Guardians and? Browns same game parlays will there, or, or, or uh, Cleveland parlays will there be today uh, to set themselves up for tonight? Uh, uh, three, there will be three. <laughs> but, uh, I will say, what, I will say one thing before I go. I have a bet. I only have one friend who's a Guardians fan, and I, I basically back in the, early in the season he thought they were going to be good, and I have a a pretty substantial bet with him that they're going to go below five hundred. So this thing has been. Uh, very very fun to follow throughout the entire season, and we'll see. I mean, I can eat, you know I can eat my lunch. I said the two teams who were going to improve the most or benefit the most this year from the new rules were Cleveland and St. Louis, and they've both been awful. Now, I said that based off of like my modeling, my numbers, mm-hmm. my intuition, and then uh, I think five thirty eight or Baseball Prospectus put out an article, and they were like St. Louis and <laughs> St. Louis and Cleveland are going to benefit the most from the new rules. And they actually quantified it. So I don't know what happened. I don't know if the new rules, like the defensive stuff wasn't as influential as the stolen bases ended up being. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be really fun, actually, to go back and dissect the season and kind of figure out like what we missed, figure out how we can handicap that into stuff going forward because team speed seemed to be huge. You know, we'll get out Cincinnati overperformed, Baltimore, Arizona, the three fastest teams in baseball, all above 500. So... I think speed maybe ultimately ended up mattering more than the defense did uh, and may explain why Cleveland and St. Louis, who were good defensive clubs, but really regressed athletically may have, you know, underperformed this year. Guardians are not eliminated just yet for what it's worth. No, not quite yet. Not quite yet. Okay. That was fun. See, we worked in a little football there too for the people. Payoff pitch is presented by BetMGM. Use the bonus code ACTION when signing up to get up to $1,500 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet loses. For new users in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Let's go to underdogs that we might like for today. Zarillo, a, a dog that we've been accustomed to talking about on this podcast. You, you like the Rockies. Uh-huh. Where's my dog? Uh-huh. Where's my dog? Where's my dog? Yeah, I was happy to roll with BJ's underdog. The line has moved in a little bit. I liked it at the opener, not where it is currently. But the Rockies at plus 220, I would take down about plus 195. Uh, maybe plus 210. I can't remember where I set that price target, but I might have projected them closer to plus 190, plus 195. 
So the Rockies on the money line, a team I've been betting fairly regularly. Two ten. What's I'm two ten now. Yeah. Uh, no, no, yeah. I'm saying that's I think you had it. Well, you have it in the in the app as you'd bet it to plus two ten. Got you. Thank you. Yes. Uh I just had to like refine that projection this morning. And one of those that I woke up and, you know, uploaded the uh the projections from last night. There was no line in that game last night. And I think I had a plus one sixty projection in there is the preliminary number. And I was like, that can't possibly be right. And just had to jack that number up a little bit higher. But Again, you know, that's a lot of the handicapping I'm doing, right? This all goes through a model. And sometimes there will be numbers in there for a pitcher that are going to really skew what the projection for the game is. And I'll delete one data point and it kind of gets closer to where it should be. Mm-hmm. But lots of times, too, a lot of the games I handicap, you know, no edge on the game. Fine, really don't have to do much to dig deeper into it, sort of check everything, but don't have to modify anything. And then there's other games where I'll see an 11% edge on an underdog. And it's like, okay, I know I'm obviously betting that team. But how edge, how big do I think the edge really is? And the Rockies today were one of those bets where it was like, when I ran the initial numbers, okay, like it's a 7% edge, 8% edge. I know I have to adjust this, but how far do I have to adjust this? So mm-hmm. the Rockies, I initially said, got them around plus 160. I moved the line to about plus 190 after, you know, tweaking certain data points, making sure tie block was handicapped where I expected them to be. There's not a particular advantage I could point to for Colorado in this matchup. This is a numbers play. But again, I could have made this as low as plus 160. I think plus 190 is a fairer price, and plus 210 or better is a reasonable price target. So you can even go down to plus 200 here. I think that's fine, but I put plus 210 in the app. I think based on where the market is, that's a reasonable level to bet it to right now. BJ, how about yourself? Underdog for Monday. Mets, plus 135 on the road against the Marlins. I I guess I just don't really see that big of a gap between these two teams offensively and quite frankly the starting pitching matchup you know Jose Buto it's a very small sample size you know his last two starts have been good since he's gotten back into the rotation uh he had two starts very early on in the season and then went down the minors came back uh but around a four expected ERA he has a huge walk problem right now uh over a six walk per nine rate but he's going against Edward Cabrera who has the exact same problem with walk per nine rate over six He's made two starts since coming back. His his first start coming back was pretty good, and then his last start, his his walk problems got got him again, and where he walked six guys. And if you look at these two offenses over the last thirty days, they're basically about even in terms of weighted on base average. So you know, in terms of stuff plus, like yes, Edward Cabrera is a better pitcher than Jose Buto, but uh, uh, given where these two teams are at right now, and given the walk problems for for Edward Cabrera that have been going on for a very very long time now. Um, I think the Marlins are just slightly overvalued. I projected them at minus 126. So, you know, plus 135 is is very small edge here, but uh, it's probably the biggest edge I had for an underdog today. So, Matt's plus 135. Can I, I made can I jump minus 128? So, we're basically in alignment there, yeah. BJ, in the projection. Yeah. Can I ask you both, um, put you on the spot, how do you guys feel about the total? Because I feel like the Marlins just scored 36 runs and swept the Braves. <laughs> so, or. <laughs> People going to get suckered into a, an over eight and a half. How do you guys feel about the total? Because yeah, it's probably not even, by point. the way, the splits. I made it 8.2, so I lean under, especially plus money. Uh, I might actually consider taking an under eight and a half at plus money. I'd need to look into that further, see who the umpire is, you know, as we get a little bit closer to game time. But yeah, would lean under as of right now. I'm at 8.7, so that's a pass for me. No. Interesting. Okay, very good. Yeah, 36 runs. The Braves, they they clinched the division, and then they really just said, yeah, we're, we're good. We're good this weekend uh, in Miami. Miami's not a bad place to be either after you after you win a division. That's true. Um, <laughs> yeah, that is true, Brandon. Think about that. 
Yeah. Wish I wish I thought of that over the weekend, but you know, classic <laughs> me. I was too consumed the by James Harden handicap. <laughs> That's true. Uh, okay, final bets, um, Zerillo, and then we'll go to BJ. We can uh, we can get out of here. And uh, how about one more for the road? Yes, yeah, more first five or another first five favorite. I like the Houston Astros. Just generally like the Astros today in both halves. I believe the full game number did move in closer to where I projected it, but there is still value on the first five innings. And the Orioles just coming off of a very grueling series against the Rays. Went to extras yesterday. Had to use a lot of relievers. The mm-hmm. Astros either got blown out by or blew out the Royals and didn't really have to dive too deep into their bullpen. So I do like the Astros today in both halves. I've been against Justin Verlander for very much of this season. His metrics since joining or rejoining the Astros have actually trended in the right direction. So I don't know if they modified Pismex or what they've done, but the underlying bot ERA for Verlander, the stuff plus the location is all improving. So I want to dig into that further before the playoffs just to see what's going on. But I do like the Astros today in the first half. The Philadelphia Phillies would have been my best bet last night. Both of those minds have moved towards Zach Wheeler. Uh, Kyle Wright, second start back off of the IL. Should mention John Means, too. Second start back off of the IL uh, for the Orioles. Um, Zach Wheeler has been cruising as probably the best pitcher in the league over the past two months. I don't really think many people have noticed, but... His stuff plus, location plus have been better than anybody else's. Uh, two model expected ERA, two. So as good as Jacob deGrom was last year, you know, Zach Wheeler has been the best pitcher on the planet for my money over the past few months. I bet him consistently in the first five innings, taking the Phillies in the first half and full game today to make it four straight losses for the Braves. Would that be the case? Five? Four straight losses? So Braves really struggling right now. Uh, hopefully saving up all those runs for playoff time, but... I think we might see Phillies Braves at some point in the playoffs. So uh, maybe a little preview here, uh, which we also got last year as well, right? Phillies knocked off the Braves too. But uh, yeah, yeah uh, Phillies today both has not a ton of room, you know, as I said, compared to last night. But definitely do like the Phils. The Twins for the first five innings, backing Joe Ryan. And then I also want to mention the White Sox and Nationals under nine. Uh, if Mike Clevenger wasn't a shitty person, he has pitched well enough this year that he would have been acquired at the trade deadline. His numbers were great. I don't know if they waived him at one point. I think they did, and nobody claimed him. Uh, again, just I think that speaks to like a character thing. He's actually pitched quite well this year. And Joanna Don, who's been like one of my favorite fake candidates for the past couple of years, his numbers are trending in the right direction too. So I actually like the under between the White Sox and the Nationals today. Uh, under nine and a half, under nine, both fine. Made that total closer to about 8.75. So, uh, yep. Don't want to uh, pick a side there necessarily. I think there was a slight edge on the White Sox the first five innings, but prefer the under. Okay. By the way, for what it's worth, Pakoda has got the Phillies at 88 and a half right on the dot with <laughs> 13 to go. Yeah, they so they need to go. Uh, they need to go. I have under 89 and a half, but I believe it closed 87 and a half. And obviously I want all totals to cash. They have 13 games left. They need to go eight and five. To beat the 87 and a half. Uh, I believe they still have a few games left versus the Braves. They do. And then it's Mets twice and the Pirates. So it's the Pirates, it's the Pirates and the Mets series that are probably going to determine it. I think the Phillies may need to like sweep one of those series to do it. Eight and five is a relatively tall task. I obviously feel a little bit better with the 89 and a half, but yeah. I think 87 and a half can get there. And it really came alive in the past couple of weeks. Like they they were gonna cruise over that total. And September they've hit a little bit of a lull again. So uh, Philly's back alive. 
Diamondbacks to make the playoffs, Marlins to miss the playoffs. That's probably a pretty big swing for me right now that I have my eye very focused on. Uh, Mariners under 88 and a half, I believe, is still in play. So we're, we're sweating some win totals here down the stretch. <laughs> we sure are. Um, that's one of the other fun things about this time of year is sweating those out. So if you do tune in and you were with us at the beginning of the year back in March when we were doing the preview episodes, it's a fun, it's a fun sweat, fun time of year. Yeah, I mean, I said earlier in the year, like, I barely pay attention to standings. I literally check the standings every day now. (laughs) It's like I'm doing, you know, I'm doing math 162 minus 88 minus 73. (laughs) Like, how many games did they need? Okay. Yeah, that's that's my uh, my nightly routine after I handicap these games, get the odds in. I'm like, all right, let's check the standings. Let's see how the futures are doing. So (laughs) the awards seem pretty locked up uh, in both leagues. NL Cy Young, still a little bit up for debate, maybe. But, uh, yeah, Yeah. I'm I'm really focused on, like, the futures positions now. So I'm getting the snakes to the playoffs. Yeah, I know you were out last week. We did a ton of uh, Justin Steele yeah. and Blake Snell. Well, Snell yeah. was great. Snell was great against uh, the Dodgers. Yeah, Snell locked it up this week. And and the D-backs might have lost it for – or is that the, the D-backs might have blown it for Steele by, you know, yeah. that sixth inning that he got left right. out there. They hit another three-run home run against him. And that, that might have been it. Like, if he had gotten out of there with five innings, three runs, he's probably still in it. But that extra three-run ding yeah. he gave up might have been might have been it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, and hopefully, I'll take a third a good spot, but – you never know. Just one blow up could change it. Yeah, I know you bet, the, and you bet the Diamondbacks that day too, if I remember correctly. So, yes, yeah, both halves. That was nice. Um, okay, we, we we did mention Zarello did mention the Mariners, but BJ, you do actually like them in some capacity yeah. today. Uh, one more pick, Mariners uh, F five. You know, Brian Wu is a very interesting candidate. You know, he's been pitching very badly over the second half of the season. Had a great first half. So his overall expected metrics for the season. You know, he's sitting around a three five expected ERA. The problem with him is he cannot get lefties out to save his life. He's like one of the best pitchers in baseball against right-handed batters, but against lefties, he's on over a 400 weighted on base average. Now, the A's, I don't think, are the team to take advantage of that. They only have four left-handed bats, and it's not their best hitters in their lineup to actually take him out of this game. But if you look at who's facing, you know, J.P. Sears has been over a four-and-a-half expected ERA pitcher for basically the entire season. Seattle is an above-average team against left-handed pitching. They've been hitting the ball very, very well over the last – 30 days, 345 weighted on base average. So I did project some value on Wu here for the first five innings, projected him at minus 178. So uh, with the, how good the Mariners lineup has been as of late, even though Wu hasn't been pitching that well, uh, the splits between him and lefties and righties at the A's, I don't think we'll be able to take advantage of. So Mariners for the first five at minus 155. Excellent. Okay, gents. Good stuff. You can find Zarello and BJ Cunningham individually in the Action Network app. Should they add anything else as the day unfolds? Again, a reminder, Kansas City and Cleveland play at 210. It's on ESPN+. Plus. So we did discuss that game at length if you'd like to jump in. For both of those guys, Brendan Glasheen, we are back tomorrow, September 19th. Uh, have a great rest of your Monday. Thanks for listening to Payoff Pitch, Action Network's MLB betting podcast presented by BetMGM. Look at his crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.